because you're a big God and you do great and mighty and marvelous things. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I will tell you so you can look in your books. Tonight, we're going to start on page 35 in your books. So, so if you have that, that's what we'll be taking off from there. And I, I have it also on my iPad, so we'll just make sure that we're, we're on the same page as we move along. But I want you to turn to one scripture before we even start there. And, and then we're going to move, pick up where we left off. But turn with me to Matthew 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. You know, if you were to say, well, Pastor, what would be, what would you want us to take away from this study? What would be one of the main things, the main takeaway? Because there are several, but one of the main takeaways we want you to have and to know is simply this, is that you have authority. You've been given authority. You and I have been given authority. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. So let me stress this again. You've been given authority, and so therefore, as believers, we need to exercise the authority we've been given. Say exercise. exercise. See, and this is what's so important because what happens a lot of times is the reason why things happen in our lives or the re reason why we allow the enemy to do things in our lives or in the lives of our family members is, that is because we don't exercise our authority. And one of the main reasons why we don't exercise our authority is because we don't know our authority. We don't know our authority. So it's so neat here that even this one scripture, and I always quote this because it ties into, I believe, our study on the believer's authority, how important it is to bind things on the earth. And when you bind them on the earth, they'll be bound in heaven. So there's agreement there, you see. So let's read, read this. I have the New King James, and I want someone to read from the, from the Amplified, if you have it or can look it up, because it'll be a blessing to us if we get a hold of that. But the New King James says this in verse 18. It says, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, now here's, so if we just read that, it's kind of blind to us in the New King James, but let's look at what it, how it reads in the Amplified. Now, if you have that, if not, I have it, and I'll bring it up and read it, but I want you to see this. Now, I tell people this all the time, especially when you come into agreement and you're praying with other people or realizing, exercising your authority. Notice what it says. Truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid, say forbid, whatever you forbid, and declared to be improper and unlawful on earth, it must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already, what? Permitted in heaven. Now let's look at these words out of the Amplified. It says this, and it may say this also out of yours. It says, truly I tell you, notice, whatever you, do you see that? Whatever you forbid, Whatever you forbid to declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already in heaven. And then it says, whatever you permit. So what is that telling us? That we are the ones that, that can exercise our authority and forbid or permit. Whatever you stop or whatever you allow. You. So it points back to us. Why is that? Because we have been given authority. We have been given authority. All right, now let's go to our notes, which is our handout that we have, the believer's authority, 
and I want us to begin reading on page 35. Now we're going to look on page 35, and this is one of the key things in the vision that the Lord gave Brother Hagin. He gave him this vision back in 1952, and as he was praying and, and waiting upon the Lord, the Lord Jesus appeared to him in a vision, and he began to talk to him for about an hour and a half, and began to talk to him about dealing with issues as we see here, devils, demons, and demon possessions. Now that's on page 35. Okay, so as we're going there, I want you to, to pick up and, and, and go with me and understand and see what's happening in this vision as the Lord began to share things with Brother Hagin that we definitely can use and should be using today. What a great revelation. And so here he is talking to him right at the end of the vision, right at the end of the vision. Here's what happens is this, as if this demon is, um, and looked like a, a little monkey type demon came in where they were at just running around and causing all kinds of havoc and just running around and then all of a sudden ran between both where Jesus was, his brother Hagen speaking, and where he was. And then it's almost as if a cloud came up, a cloud came up. And therefore, Jesus is talking to him. But brother Hagen, he heard him, but he couldn't, really, he couldn't see him so clearly. And then, and then, and also the, this demon or monkey-like looking thing began to make all kinds of noise and began to hinder you know, Brother Hagen from hearing what the Lord was saying to him. Well, all of a sudden, you know, Brother Hagen's wondering, like, what in the world is going on here? I can't understand what Jesus is saying. And then all of a sudden, he just panicked and he said, in the name of Jesus, Brother Hagen did, in the name of Jesus, I command you to stop. And when he did that, in the name of Jesus, and commanded to stop, guess what? That demon activity stopped. And when it stopped, it's just as if it felt like a sack of salt, just boom, just stopped. Wow. So all of a sudden, then Brother Hagin's thinking. And then he's looking at he's looking at he's looking at, at Jesus and thinking like, you know, as if he's reading my mind. Because really what Brother Hagin now is like he has a question. And the question was simply this it's like, how come you didn't do anything about that? Now think about what I'm just saying. Here we got all this demon activity that's happening all around while they're talking in the, in the middle of this vision. And then at the end, I mean, at the end of this vision, and then all of a sudden, just running around crazy. But Jesus didn't do anything about it. He's just still talking. But it wasn't until Brother Hagen, in his vision, sort of puts his foot down and says, stop in the name of Jesus, that the demonic activity stopped. And so you know what Brother Hagen was waiting for? Jesus to do it. But Jesus was waiting for Brother Hagin to do it. Well, let's fast forward to us today. When there's things going on around us and in our family lives, you know what? We always say, well, how come God's not taking care of that? Well, how come God won't take care of this? Because the truth of the matter is he's given that authority to us to take care of it. You have so much authority in the name of Jesus to deal with things that come up in your life, to deal with things that come up in the life of your family members, but we must exercise that authority. And so let's continue as we study this out together on how important it is to understand and to operate in our authority. Can you say amen to that? All right. And, and so, uh, so keep in mind as we, as we continue to study, here's the main thing. There's so many other things I want you to get, but the main thing I want you to see here is, is when dealing with the enemy, the authority that you have and that you have been given. Say, I've been given. So you've been given authority. And because you've been given that authority, if you're not exercising it, it's not going to do you any good. 
It's not going to be any good. Now, I'm going to continue to read, and I have to go back and forth because the book I have and what I have here is totally different. And so, Brother Hagin goes on and shares these things out of your book, and, he, and he's talking to the Lord, and he says, well, you're going to have to show, you're going to, have to show me that. Because here's what, I, what he's going to have to show him. I want you to go back and read this together with me. This is so important. You have to see this, okay? On page in your book, let's go back over here in your book here. It says this, okay? Uh, all right, on page 36. And I want you to see towards the bottom. And we're going to read this together. Are you there? Notice what this says here. The Lord knew exactly what was in my mind. I was thinking, why didn't he do something about that? Why did he permit it? Jesus looked at me and said, if you hadn't, now this is important. If you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. Whoa, man, that's huge. If you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. Well, that came as a real shock to me. It astounded me. He says, I replied, Lord, I know I didn't hear you right. You said you wouldn't. Wow, think about that. You said you wouldn't or, 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 or didn't you? And then the Lord replies to him. He says, he replied, no, if you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. Now, this is key. This is so important here. Jesus is saying, if you, if we don't do something about it, dealing with the devil, that he could not. Why? Because he has given authority to every one of you. Say, he's given me authority. He's given authority to every one of us to do something about it. We have to, we have to listen to this. I'm going to read it again. I want you to look at it. 36. The Lord knew exactly what was on my mind. I was thinking, why didn't he do something about that? Why didn't he, why did he permit, permit it? Jesus looked at him and said, if you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. That came as a real shock to me. It astounded me. I replied, Lord, I know I didn't hear you right. You said you wouldn't, didn't you? Verse bottom of thir verse 30, I mean, page 36, he says here, he replied, no. If you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. Now, notice this on the top of page 37. Let's look at this together. So, here he is thinking, Brother Hagin's thinking as he's learning. This is in a vision. He went through, his, he, he went through this four times. Imagine going over it again. Did you say that? Wait a minute. I want to make sure I understand what you said. Did you say that? And what he's been asking is the difference between that he said if, if Brother Hagin hadn't done something about that, that he couldn't have. So he says, no, listen to this. I didn't say I would not. I said I could not. Wow. I could not. And, and sometimes you think, well, wait a minute. Well, how come Jesus couldn't do it? Somebody help me out. How come he could not do that? How couldn't he couldn't exercise the authority there? Somebody help me. We talked about it. I just mentioned it. Why? Because he gave us authority. We have the authority in Jesus' name to do that. Now let's go on, okay? And so it says here, so then again, this is the part I like, and this is why you want to stay with the word. And so in the vision, he's talking, and then he goes on and says, he says, okay, he says, all right. He says, he says you're going to have to prove that to me. In the word, in the New Testament, prove it to me. Give me references to show me what you're saying. Okay, isn't that something? But the Lord said, I'll do better than that. i give you four. I like that. And so they go on reading. We're going to look at these four things that, that the Lord gave them. All right, say four. 
All right, so we're going to continue to go on and read. Now, I'm talking again about dealing with the enemy. Now, what happens a lot of times, as we shared this before, that what do we do when, when we're dealing with people in our family? How, how do we deal with people in our family as opposed to dealing with other people? We're going to get to that tonight as far as those who are dealing with demons or demon activity and different things of that nature, where your authority lies and, and how much authority has been given to you. All right. So, but let's look at this first one, the first, the first reference. Let's look at Matthew 28, 18. This is the first reference. And this is in your book as we continue to read. All right. And dealing, dealing with the enemy, dealing with the devil. Matthew 28, 18. Now, here's what's so important. I want someone to read this to me. Read this to all of us, all right? Matthew 28, 18. And once you've found it, say, praise the Lord. All right. Now, someone read that out. Let us know what translation you have. That's on page 38, but I also want to hear other translations. Someone read verse 18 for us. Go ahead. So who's doing the speaking? Jesus, and he's speaking to the disciples. It's just like him speaking to us today. When we read the word of God, we must see the word of God as God speaking to us today. Can you say amen to that? So, so let's break it down. Someone else, give me a different translation. That was New King James, right? Okay. Anyone else? Something different than that. Mm -hmm. So we see here, commanded to commission. Uh-oh, wait a minute. Out of the message, it takes a different step, another step further, that he has commanded or commissioned you. He has given authority to you. You have authority. Say, I have authority. And we can't miss this. I mean, we really have to hammer this home. I believe this is the difference, really the truth, in you living a victorious life and dealing with the enemy and dealing with things in this life when you understand who you are and the authority that you've been given as a believer. This is so key, which is why we wanted to share this with you. Okay, so we see that there. That's the first reference. Now I want to go and look at the second reference. So turn with me to Mark, Mark 16. Mark 16, verses 15 through 18. And this is the second reference. So, so not only as we said, Brother Hagin said, okay, I want to see this in the Word. I want to see this in the New Testament. I want to see reference to where you have given me authority. Remember what happened. Jesus said, listen, I couldn't do anything unless you did something. And the first thing, the first reference he gave to Brother Hagin was what? Matthew 28, 18, right? And this reference says, all power or authority is given unto me. Now, what did, what did Jesus do with that authority? He gave it to who? He gave it to us. All right? So now let's look at the second reference, Mark 16, 15 through 18. All right? And so I'm going to read this out loud to you right from the book I have here. And I want, want you to read different translations. But notice here it says this. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Verse 17 says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Verse 18, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they might recover. They shall recover. All right? So someone read this for me, the 15 through 18. Let's, let's, let's listen to this. Go ahead. Wow. Now let's look at this together. Let's look at this together. I want you to see this on the top of page 39. Notice it says here in your book, 
the very first sign. What was the very first sign mentioned? What's the very first sign mentioned here that we can read you know, as following any believer? Let's look at it. What does it say? That's the first sign. Well, the first sign, what does it says? And he said unto them, you should go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth is baptized shall be saved, but, that, but he that believeth shall not be ashamed. And these signs shall follow them that believe. What shall they do? These are the signs. What does it say? There you go. Then in my name, they shall cast out devils. And that's what it says. Do you see that right there? Okay. Now in verse 17. Now listen to this. This is so important for us to get a hold of this truth. Casting out devils. You know what that simply means this. He didn't say every pastor is supposed to cast out devils. He didn't say evangelists are supposed to cast out devils. Who did he say? He's supposed to do it. Believer. Are you a believer? Yes. And this must be a sign that you're a believer. Isn't that right? Now, notice this. That means, and look, look at you in your notes, that means that in my name they shall exercise authority. See, the casting out authority is exercising authority over the devil, that you have authority over the enemy, over the devil, because, and here's why, it says right here, I've delegated authority to you. It's like you've been deputized. We have been deputized. We actually now have authority in the name of Jesus. And we have authority over the devil. We have to exercise our authority. And so many times people are like, they're afraid of the devil. Well, we shouldn't be afraid of the enemy because you understand that we have been given authority. The only reason why we're afraid is because we don't know who we are. We don't understand the scriptures because the truth of the matter is, is that the authority that Jesus was given, he gave to us. He passed on to you. He gave you authority. We all have authority. Say, I have authority. All right. And so as we continue to go on and read, let's look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Colossians chapter 1. Now, this is, this is really powerful, and I, and I love this, and we're going to look at different translations. And so, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, it says this. It says, who hath delivered us. Notice, you and I have been delivered from the power of darkness, and whether, where, where have we been delivered to? And have translated us where? Into the kingdom of his dear son. You know, one translation says this. The Father has delivered us from the power of darkness. You and I have been delivered. Now, why you said, Man, Pastor, why are you talking about all this demon and devils and power of darkness? Because I tell you that you and I have authority over the devil. He has, listen, the only place, and if we're going to look at this here, the only place that he'll ever have in our lives is if we give him place. We give him place. And that's what happens. That's where many believers miss it because they're doing just that. But let's go on. Let's continue to read. Okay, so what has been delivered? We have been delivered. All of us have been delivered. What out of the authority of darkness, right? We've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So we've been given authority. So I've been given authority. Now, let's look here. And this is so important. Exercising authority over others. How do you exercise authority over others? I'm so glad you asked that question because I want to share it with you. All right. And so let's look at this together. And, and, and that's on the bottom of page 39 or about in the middle, about the middle of our guide. And notice I'm going to read this together. It says believers have authority over the devil. Now, they can break the power of the devil. Do you see that? OK. And if he raises his head, notice his head anywhere in their own lives, say my own life. All right, or the lives of their immediate family or loved ones, this is important. Notice, they have authority there. 
Do you see that? Let me say it again, okay? Notice, it says, they can break the power of the devil if he raises his head anywhere in their own life or over the lives of their immediate family or loved ones. They have authority there. This is important, authority. They have authority there. Now, they'll be free from the enemy because they've got the right to exercise their authority over them. Do you see that? You have the right to exercise because, see, now you're talking family, your immediate family. You have the right to exercise the authority. Now, let me go on and explain this because you realize that you have authority in the household. Well, listen, if, if you're not in my household, do you have authority in my household? No. no. If I'm not in your household, do I have authority in your household? No. no, not in your house. You have not given me authority. So I don't have the authority in your household. So authority that has to be given is just like this. That's a spiritual, you know, that's a spiritual example. But a natural example is this. We talk about this all the time, and that's this. It's if... You know, I wanted to go, and, and I want to withdraw money out of your bank account. And do I have authority to just go up to the bank and say, I want some money out of Miss Cindy's bank account? Well, what should that person tell me? Or what should they do? Should they just say, no problem? And here, do you have the account number? Because I may have the account number. Come on now. I'm telling you, right? I may have the account number. I know the bank. I know the location. I know her name. I may even know more information about her. And I say, okay, but then do I have the authority? Because what they should be checking is what? If I have authority. So there should be something there at the bank giving authority. If my name is not on that bank card or list, should they allow me to withdraw money? Why? Because I don't have authority. But what if she gave me authority and therefore now we were co-signers on the account? And my name's on there and her name's on there. So I go ahead now and I say, I want to withdraw $50 out of the account. I want to go and get me some lunch, right? So, well, I, put out, I fill out the information. I put the account number and all that. Then they look and I give them my little withdrawal slip. They look up my name in the account. If it's there, what do they do? Why? I have the authority. Okay. So because that's my account, my name's on the account, it's the same thing. In other words, you have given permission. I have permission, permission. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand. Because a lot of times we misunderstand in dealing with demons and devils and things of that nature. If I'm just walking down the street and seeing all kinds of crazy activity, okay? Now, it's going to have to be either by the spirit of God, the anointing of God, and direction of God, all right, and telling me what to do and when to do it. But just quite naturally, if you will, just walking down the street, listen, I have to be given the authority. Listen, if a person... It's demon-possessed. And if a person has any kind of demonic activity going on in their lives, do you know what? You can exercise authority. That doesn't mean you can cast them out. Let me explain that to you. This is where a lot of people miss it. Because to cast them out, that person has to give you authority. But you, you can exercise authority, but to cast them out... What happens is you now, that person has to, and working with people, and you're working with folks and dealing with demonic things and, and, and activities in their lives. And if you say, listen, do you want to be free? Yeah. And what do they tell you? They say, no. Then guess what? Nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. You know why? Because they don't want to be free. Right. You see, they're not giving you the authority or what? The permission. All right? 
But that doesn't mean that you don't have authority. You don't have to exercise authority. But I, listen, I can't just, and this is so important you have to understand, that permission has to be given. Now, if it's my household, see, what, what belongs to me, I have authority in my household. But I don't have authority over people. I have not been given that authority. Listen to me. I have not been given that authority. Now, if it's implied or if it's permissive or if it's given to me by an individual, then I have now authority. Because I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that are running around here that are just messed up. Come on now. Okay? And if you don't know what you're doing and you're going down there, you can go to Bo Diddley Plaza, you can go anywhere. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. Okay? And, and working as the Spirit of God leads you. You can exercise authority for yourself, say for myself. And if the enemy tries to stick his ugly head up and tries to come towards you and against you, what do you do? You exercise your authority. But if I go to that person and I say, you know, I'm going to cast the devil out, they may look at you and say, I want to keep this devil. I'm, listen, I'm telling you the truth here. So you have to understand when you're dealing with your authority and how to operate. Does that mean you don't have authority over the enemy? No, you do have authority. But, but do you have authority over that person's life? No. You get that. So that's important in learning how to work and deal with people and learn to deal with things in people's lives. It's spiritual authority. Say spiritual authority. Spiritual. It's just like natural authority. I think we make it harder than what it is. Like children. You know what? You have children. Do I have authority over your children? No. Because that's natural authority. But if you gave me authority, then guess what? I would have authority. It's just like in the military. Right. And let's say you have someone who's a single parent or parents are both in the military and they go off and they have a tour. Well, they have friends or they have, you know, extended family. What do they give them? Power of attorney. When they give them the power of attorney, what are they giving them? Authority. That's right. See, so they're given authority. So that's in a natural sense. So guess what? When Jesus went to heaven and he said, you're here on the earth, I'm going to give you authority. So you and I have authority here upon this earth, that we have authority in the name of Jesus, you see, especially for ourselves. When any type of activity, demonic activity tries to come up, we exercise authority in the name of Jesus and command the enemy to what? To flee. Ah, so let's keep going. Are you with me? Okay, let's go to our next, let's go to our next scripture then. I want you to see this. This is so important. So let's go to James 4, 7. So what was the first reference I gave you? Oh, wait a minute. Let's make sure we're there. What's the first reference? Look at it in the book. Okay, what was the second reference? Okay, now here's the third one, okay? The third reference we're going to look at is the next reference that Jesus gave, Brother Hagin, is found in James chapter 4, verse 7. And this is important for us to see this. Because we have to know, we have to be able to understand and be taught the scriptures and see what it says here. Because the believer has to have authority over the devil or the Bible wouldn't tell him or her to do something about the devil. Isn't that right? I mean, it wouldn't be right. Am, am I right about that? If we didn't have authority over the enemy, then for the Bible to say for us to do something about the enemy, it would be wrong. Is that safe to say? All right. So let's look at them together. Let's look at James chapter 4, verse 7. Someone read that for us. Mm -hmm. Ah, 
Okay, I want us to really pay attention to what's going on here. You're blessed. Pay attention to what's happening here. All right? So someone else, verse 7. Thank you, Henry, for reading that. Watch him go. Scamper. Wow, I like that. So here's what the scripture doesn't say. The scripture doesn't say that the devil will flee from Jesus. Who will the devil flee from? That's right. The devil will flee from us. Now let's continue to look in our notes, in our book. So in the same way, remember we read Mark 16, 18? Okay, let's look at this together. So I want you to see this. This is so important that we don't pray or we shouldn't pray that Jesus, Jesus, lay your hand on the sick. Is that what the scripture says? No. What does it say? Who should be laying their hands on the sick? We should, right? Notice, too, that it says this. Notice, but it says here that the hands are not, listen, hands are not on the head because Jesus is what? He is the head. We are the body. So we are the ones that have been given authority, the great commission to do what? Lay our hands on or upon the sick. And what does the scripture say? They shall what? Recover. Okay? That's what happens. All right. Now, notice this. Let's continue to look down here in that reference. Are you with me there? Okay, notice the reference says this. The authority is yours whether you feel like it or you got it or not. Wow. It's yours. Say it's mine. The authority is yours. And that's maybe perhaps where some people miss it. You know, like, well, I don't feel like the authority is mine. It doesn't matter. The authority is yours whether you feel like you got it or you don't. Authority has nothing to do with feelings. If you are a believer... You've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, and you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and that he's your Savior, he's your Lord, and what happens is now that, that you have he has taken up residence, if you will say, on the inside, and he has deputized you, and you are now a believer, and you're walking in under the great commission that he's been given unto us, you have authority. Whether you feel like it or not, it doesn't matter. The sad thing about it is that many believers, they don't know they have it, and the enemy is running havoc in their lives. Totally. Not only in their lives, but in their family. And it's just running crazy. All because they won't put their foot down, or should I say their spiritual foot down, so to speak, and say, no more. I'm not having this anymore. I'm not putting up with this anymore. In the name of Jesus, Satan, I command you to leave. I take authority over you. Notice, I take authority over you, and I command you, in the name of Jesus, you got to go. Our authority is in who? It's in the Lord. It's in Jesus. Notice this as we continue to read. It's so important. Let's go down. You see where it says after that vision. Do you see that? After that vision and after Jesus gave me that verse, notice it says here from James, he says, my spirit told me that the word flee was significant. Now, look at what this says. The word flee. I looked it up in dictionary and found that one of the shades or meanings was to run from as if in terror. Isn't that what the message talked about? As if in terror, running as in terror. So the enemy will flee from you, notice this, running as if in terror. But let's back up here. Let's go this, let's look at the verse. What does it say we have to do? Resist the devil. You see that? And what happens? He will flee. We have to do our part. We have to, what, resist the devil. Of course, prior to that, it says submit yourself to God. But just this verse here says resist the devil and he will flee. What if you don't resist? What's going to happen? He won't flee. You know what that simply means? That if, if, if it says right here, if we don't resist the devil or if we don't exercise our authority, if you don't exercise your authority, that is resisting the devil, he won't flee. He won't flee. 
Because, see, we don't, we're not operating and walking in the authority that we've been given as a believer. We have to stand up. Listen, you, you have been given the authority as a believer, and you should be doing this yourself. Now, I thank God that you call on leadership, and I thank God that you call on pastors and call on your favorite family member to pray with you. But you have been given authority yourself, and you put the devil on the run. Praise God. Because of the authority given to you. Say, given to me. All right. And so, as we continue to read and we go on to the next thought, I want you to see this here, dealing with authority that was give, that's given to us. And this is so important to grab a hold of this truth. Say, truth. All right. Now I want you to continue to see as we continue to go down this last paragraph. In the, in the next paragraph, it talks about, and we're still dealing with exercising authority over others. This is on page 41. It says this in the second paragraph, in the vision Jesus gave me, it says another scripture tells us to do something about the devil. Do you see that? 1 Peter 5.8. Are you ready? Let's go there. 1 Peter 5.8. This, this is in your book. This is on page 41. Now, notice, I love what it says. In the vision Jesus gave me, he gave me another scripture that tells us to do something. Tells who? Us. This is so important. Now, come on. How many of you have heard people, you know, talk about, and they're just waiting on the Lord to do something? I'm just waiting on God to do this. I'm just waiting on God to do that. I'm telling you, when it comes to exercising your authority, there's times, listen, you don't have to wait on God to do that. Come on now. He has already given you authority. And it's our responsibility to what? Exercise our authority. Now, who's found 1 Peter 5.8? If you found it, read it out loud for us. Let us know what translation you have. We appreciate that. Go right ahead. Wow. You know what? Your adversary simply means this, your opponent. We have to begin to see the enemy as your opponent. He is your opponent. An opponent, guess what, is against you. An opponent wants to stop you. An opponent wants to hinder you, do whatever the opponent can do to stop you from getting or doing or accomplishing whatever you want to do. Now, we think about basketball now. I know we're just in the basketball season, but let's think about it. There's opponents, right, on those teams. Well, the other team, when they get on the court, guess what they're trying to do? They're trying to stop the other one from doing what? From winning, from scoring. Right? What is the enemy trying to stop you? So I want you to help me with this. Think about some things that the enemy, because we talked about we talked about that we shouldn't be ignorant of his devices. So the enemy is is your opponent. What are some things that he tries to stop you from receiving or walking in? Help me out. He tries to stop you from walking in health. Someone else. Ah. Remember, this is your opponent. He's trying to stop you from walking in your inheritance. Okay, thank you. Someone else. That's all y'all know is just, just your purpose. Your purpose, all right, your, your inheritance, your health, anything else. Your destiny. I mean, wow, just think about everything that God says you are. The enemy is trying to stop you and hinder you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Your authority. Thank you. Because guess what? If the enemy can, can hinder you, your, let me say it this way, your opponent stops you from exercising your authority, then he will get the victory in your life. Wow. And that's sad that how many believers don't know and are not exercising their authority. 
You see, it's, 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 it's amazing. You know why? Because we haven't taken the time. Either, either we don't believe it or we haven't been taught the word or we haven't meditated upon the scriptures. But you and I have been given authority to do what? To exercise. Let's say exercise. Now, here's another thought I want to give you before, before we finish up today. Let's talk about the difference. And this is on page as you continue to look in your notes. How about standing for baby Christians? Standing for baby Christians as opposed to those who are no longer babies. Now, we come on now because a lot of times we're praying for things, we're believing God for things, and somehow we get hung up. We get hung up and say, man, here's a babe in Christ. I want you to think parallel. We have naturally a natural baby and spiritual. You have a spiritual baby, right? Okay, so they're both babies. Are you with me? All right? And so as they're both babies, I want you to see this. This is found on page 42. All right. And then it says, people are always asking, this is what Brother Hagin said here. They're asking me, he says, why they don't get healed? Wow. Man, what a question. It's a great question. Then he goes on and says, some think there's something wrong with the preacher who prayed for them. How do you know that? Can I tell you why and how? Because they go from preacher to preacher. They go from evangelist to evangelist, trying to get them to do what? To pray for them. And to lay hands on them, hoping what? That they'll get healed. All right? So, so here's what, let's go on and look at this together. And, and this is a great question. You know, here's the ex, one of the explanations is simply this, that when they're first saved, guess what? You're babies. When a baby in the natural is first born, they're what? They're babies. Okay? Can they take care of themselves? Can a natural baby take care of themselves? What has to happen? parents someone has to take care of them right okay and and so what are some natural things you have to do feed them them. Uh uh-oh what else change them them. you had to clean them up right sometimes you may have to get up late at night am i right no you know all of a sudden they're hungry or diapers wet let's keep on what are some other things you got to put clothes on them come on the natural things what you got to do you got to comfort them what if they're crying? Just like for no apparent reason. Okay, that's the comfort part coming along. Can you think of anything else? Do we kind of cover most of it? Okay, so let's think spiritually. A spiritual baby. What do we do for them who are spiritual babies? Okay, what, what do we do? Feed them. Feed them what? The word. Are you with me? Okay, how, would we, how do we comfort them? Encouraging them. What are some other ways? Praying for them, right? Encouraging them with the word, praying for them, uh, uh, just being there for them, right? And so they're growing. Go ahead. Be there for them, right? So they're babies. Now, what happens as they start getting older? Okay, because before you had to change their diapers. Expect, expect a little bit more. And so would you expect, you know, a six-year-old child that you've got to go in and change your diaper form? Why not? They should be. Woo, they should be. Now, I've never seen it. I mean, you know, I don't know. But some babies, even when they, as they get older and they shouldn't be in their diapers, some of them are in their diapers longer than they should be. Come on, somebody. Mm. Spiritually speaking, all right, as we're growing, 
and some, some of the babies are growing up and they're still in their diapers and they should be out. Right? Okay. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to really focus on that. What I want us to focus on is this truth, is that they're babies. But as they start growing, they should what? Be maturing. And as you're maturing, do the parents do everything for them? No. No. What are some things that, naturally speaking, that parents now will begin to not do for the child as they start getting older? Help me out. Dress them. Because most of the time, they want to dress themselves. Right? Okay, what are some other things? How about they want to feed? Right, they want to do what? They'll take the spoon or say, I want to feed myself. Right? Okay. I mean, you would think it's kind of like, it's kind of not, not right for a, a child that's five, six years old to stand there and want mama just feed them. What would y'all say? What's wrong with that child? Because the child looks like he's able and capable of feeding themselves. Hmm. But we don't say that about us, do we? Okay, so let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. So spiritually speaking, okay? So let's flip, let's flip the script a little bit. So we're growing. What are some things? I'm talking about God now. God, not necessarily us, God, and us or babies, what should be happening? Because as babies... God is going to do what? He will, especially with prayer. Come on, it seems like, man, I mean, they just say, what? They say, Lord, help. Just boom, right? Because they don't know any better. They don't even know how to pray. As they start getting older, guess what happens? Come on now, you got to start standing. You got to start believing. Why? Because you want to start what? Maturing. And as we start maturing, what happens? We grow. And now we get to a place as we're growing, we begin to understand believers, spiritually speaking, our authority. So now we know we have been given authority. You know you have been given authority, right? And because you've been given authority, and we read over here that, that in the scriptures, especially in the gospels, we we're talking about over in Matthew, you know, over in Mark and all the scriptures, but especially the Great Commission, right? Over in 16, so come on now, we're talking about this. Who has been given authority to cast out devils? The believers. So if the enemy is running havoc in your household, are you going to sit down and cry like a baby and wait for God? God, how come you're not doing anything about this? What should we be doing? We should be exercising our authority. But you would, I'm telling you, this is so important. It would be, I mean, amazed at how many believers, just what you just mentioned, it goes right over their head. And then they fall out with God because God didn't do something that he gave them permission and authority to do. Wow. So we have to understand who we are, say who I am. I mean, think about this. If you read the word of God, if we study the word of God together, and we'll see just by, by practical application, man, the word is so full of just instructions on how to live our lives as believers. The word is so full of direction on what to do, how to pray, how to use the name of Jesus. And if we'll just apply, I think we make it harder than, than what it is. It, it really is quite simple. If we'll just do it and by faith, say by faith, by faith. and step out and believe God. Yeah. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Okay. Now I'm going to give you one more reference and then I'm going to let you go. All right? So I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27. Ephesians 4, 27. See, and so we have to understand what happens to people who never attempt to exercise their authority. What do you think happens? 
they stay they stay what? They stay little. Yeah. If they never even attempt, they never even try. I mean, what kind of life are they going to live? Defeated. And and then they're going to they're going to blame God. But God, how come this is not happening in my life? But the truth of the matter is, there's no attempt on their part to exercise their authority when authority has been given. So it's like the vision. Imagine, let's go back to the vision that I read to you earlier. What happens is, remember, here we have Jesus, Brother Hagen, is in a vision. He has a vision of the Lord, and he's there. Jesus is there. Brother Hagen is there. And then what happens, he start and begin to explain to him about, about demons and devils and talk to him about authority. And then remember we said that here all of a sudden at the end of the revelation, here comes this demon-like, you know, creature looking like a little monkey and just running around acting crazy. And there was like a cloud of smoke, a cloud that actually all of a sudden began to, that where, where he couldn't see Jesus. All he could hear him, but he couldn't see him. And there was all this activity going on, but it just kept going on even while Jesus was still talking to Brother Hagin. And then he's wondering in his mind, wait a minute, I can't hear him. And then he's thinking, I can't hear him. Then he just says, he just had enough, say enough, you know, and he kind of like, he said panic, use the word panic, and he put his foot down, spiritual foot down, and said, in the name of Jesus, come on, that's what he said, stop. And guess what? That little demon-like creature stopped and fell like a sack of salt right before them and not only did he say stop but then he said get out of here and guess what just left but you would think because the thought I mentioned this as we're closing brother Hagen is saying how come Jesus didn't do that how come he didn't take authority over the demonic creature how come he just kept talking and remember what we read. Let's go back to that page. I want us to see that there because it's so important for us to get this because I'm sharing with you. I'm going to drill this in. I'm going to drill it and drill it and drill it until you get a hold of this truth, okay? I want you to go over to page. This is the page I want you to see, page 36. I want you to look at this together, and this is where we're going to close, okay? All right? Now, at the very top, at the very top, here it says right here, through this entire experience, do you see that? Okay? Jesus was teaching, teaching me something. He says, and if you'll be attentive, you'll find the answer here to many things that have troubled you. Wow. And then he goes on. I couldn't understand why Jesus allowed the demon to, to, to make such a racket. I wondered why Jesus didn't rebuke the demon so I could hear what he was saying. I waited a few moments, but Jesus didn't take any action against the demon. Jesus was still talking. But I couldn't understand a word he was saying, and I needed to because he was giving me instructions concerning the devil demons and how to exercise authority. He goes on and says this. I thought to myself, doesn't the Lord know I'm, I'm not hearing what he wanted me to hear or wanted me to? I need to hear that. I'm missing it. And then Brother Hagin says this. I almost panicked. And he says this. I became so desperate, I cried out, in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit, I command you to stop. Look at the results. The minute I said that, guess what? That little demon hit the floor like a sack of salt, and the black cloud disappeared. 
The demon lay there trembling, whimpering, and, and whining like a little whipped pup. But he wouldn't look at me. Now notice this. Then he says, not only shut up, but get out of here in the name of Jesus, or in Jesus' name I commanded. And notice what happened. He ran off. And this is what I want you to see. I said all that to say this. This is the piece. If you have that book, I want you to highlight this, mark it. This is so important for you to get a hold of this truth. And here it is. The Lord, the Lord knew exactly what was in my mind. I was thinking, why didn't he do something about that? How many people you know that you've had a conversation with about things going on in their lives and they either looked at you they told you or, you or you felt like it was implied that they're saying, how come the Lord's not doing something about this in my life? How many, actually, uh, anybody has ever dealt with you? You know what I'm talking about then. Okay, let's go on. Then it says this as we go on. He says, why did he permit it? But Jesus looked at me and said, if you, say me, if you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. That's powerful. It goes on and says this. That came as a real shock to me. It astounded me. I replied, Lord, I know I didn't hear you right. You said you wouldn't do it or didn't do it. He says you wouldn't or didn't do it. He says, didn't you? He says he replied, no. If you hadn't done something about that, I couldn't have. Wow. That's telling me that we have to exercise our authority. So if you don't like something that's going on, I'm going to speak to you just personally. If you don't like something that's going on in your life right now, and you know what? I encourage you to exercise your authority. Exercise your authority. It's like, look, are you going to continue to put up with it? That's the thing. Are we going to continue to put up with it and put up with it? It's almost as if we're just waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. No, if it's a case dealing with authority, and if it's an issue, exercising our authority, that's your job. That's my job. That's not the Lord's job. Are you listening to me? All right? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening for your word. We thank you for opening up our understanding and helping us to realize the authority that you've given unto us as a believer. And that we don't have to be afraid. Truly greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Satan has been defeated. And there's only a matter of time when his lease is going to run out upon the earth. And then he'll be cast in chains and into the lake of fire forever. But Lord, we thank you that we have authority as a believer. Thank you for opening up our eyes, helping us to see that we can put the enemy on the run. We can come against the spirit of infirmity. We can come against the spirit of poverty. We can come against anything that is a foul, demonic spirit in the name of Jesus and command it to stop and to put it on the run. It has no authority in our lives because we have been given spiritual authority to exercise that authority over the devil, over demons, in Jesus' name. And so, Father, we thank you for this revelation and that we'll walk it out, we'll live it, we'll exercise it, and we'll continue to grow. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. Amen. God bless.